Did I fuck this up already? <laughs> um, during the course of this record, I mean, you know, a lot of things um, were in upheaval in my own life, and one of which was I changed management, I changed all the people around me. You changed hairstyles, Trent. Really like <laughs> you look ridiculous. Um, and I, w I didn't want to pick up where we left off in the past. I wanted to uh, build a new thing and treat it as a new entity and just kind of not not just keep... Uh, I think what, what we were ran its course um, from the oh my God, elaborate Trent. stage productions to the kind of lush instrumentation. And it just felt like time for a new... New um, star. All, okay. yeah. all right, and you're okay. listening to Trent Talk, the Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure. Trent Reznor. Yeah. I'm Shia Carey, and I'm joined here today by Claire Dickerson, and we're going to talk to you about Halo 19 in the Reznor catalog, known as With the Teeth. And we're also joined today. Oh, by Jordan <laughs> Jordan Scoot. Uh, Co-host <laughs> co of Nerd's Eye View, another great podcast on the Bendview Network. How's it Jordan. going, Jordan? It's going great. How are you doing? Glad to have you with us. Scoot. Yeah, you might call me Scoot McGavin. Okay. So, what'd you think of With the Teeth? Did it have enough teeth? Uh, I think it had the appropriate amount of teeth. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. a dentist would be very happy with the way that teeth were kept. And yes. Claire, you, you were able to relive... Uh, Sorry, you were able to reclaim a piece of your Reznor identity that was not a big part of your fandom until now, right? Like this album sort of slipped through the cracks for you. Did I phrase that in the most confusing <laughs> that was way possible? Way, I was like, what are you saying to me? I was getting somewhere with it. Um, I don't hate this album as much as I thought I did. Yeah, but I, I also did fall asleep listening to it earlier instead of writing jokes. With the Tifa, released in 2005, is kind of the black sheep of the Nine Inch Nails catalog because it sort of, it doesn't really fit with the rest of Nine Inch Nails music. It's like Trent decided to sort of strip out a ton of the electronic sort of dance grooviness of it and replace it with just like a drum machine and kind of poppy guitar. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because this is the first album that does not sound anything like a video game. <laughs> and as we know, this is how I like my music. If it is as if I just put the Descent CD-ROM from Mac Addict Magazine into my Walkman CD player. Yeah. Because it's 2003. Yeah, no, I guess it doesn't. I mean, when we listen to it again, we'll see if we can find any video game sounds. So Mr. Scoot was also kind enough to uh, <laughs> help us out here. It's, it's uh, scorchingly hot in Southern California. So yeah. um, we are now... In Jordan Scoot's uh, <laughs> bonus room with yeah. central air and a ceiling fan, and yeah. I can't thank you enough. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure to host host you guys here. And uh, you know, the funny thing about the album is, I forgot all about it. Like you guys let me know which one we'd be covering, and I was like, I don't know if I've heard that one. And uh, I, all my CDs are packed away uh, because I just, you know, I have everything digitally now. So I rebought the album on iTunes and listened to it. And I know every song almost by heart. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely listened to it at the time. Uh, it came out two years after I graduated from high school. And um, I have to admit, when you compare this to nearly everything else he's done, you're right. It just stands out. It doesn't, it doesn't fit in because he does strip it all the way down. And I think it's because he was writing specifically about certain things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, it feels like the whole, the whole album is focused 
on one thing and that's why it's so stripped down yeah I think it did sort of have some themes that were like abundantly clear like it, it had maybe more of a yeah clarity of focus than than did the fragile which was like this huge emotional journey that could have could have meant a bunch of different things but this mm -hmm. almost seemed like each song had a specific target and the thing he was trying to say um yep. also every song title on this album is also the chorus of that song right oh, so yeah def definitely helps with the uh the sing-along factor that is something i hated about it <laughs> So yeah, re-listening to this, I I also, this was, I mean, the first band that really hit me when I was in that period where like every, every, uh, every band you're exposed to becomes your favorite band ever. Right, right. Like when you're like 13, 14, it's like, oh my God, this is music. So for me, at first it was Linkin Park, which is depressing. No, I um, loved them in eighth grade. And and then it was Nickelback, super depressing. Ugh. Stained, okay. more depressing. Trifecta. So depressing. It was trifecta of yeah. shit bands. Oh, that's no, like the that, that yeah. first one had a moment in time. Linkin yeah. Park had yeah. a moment in time. That Everyone one was, album, the one album, yeah. Hybrid, Hybrid Theory. Hybrid. Yeah. Every, and and then they released like this crazy uh, remix album. I loved oh, yeah. it. I loved it. Reanimation. Reanimation. <laughs> exactly. And that one was really cool because it felt so different. And then after that, they just they just became another pop band. Right. So uh, you can be forgiven for that first one. The second two, I'm sorry, I don't have. No. Oh, I forgot Metallica. They call me unforgiven. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was, like, but, yeah, what I white skipped, guy didn't I, listen to Metallica? I skipped straight from like really, really bad. What is Linkin Park? Is it like, is it, it rock metal or rock rap? It's trying. It was just doing the thing, you know. You did, a lot of thing people were just doing the thing. But back I skipped then. straight from that to like sad older brother rock, which is weird because I didn't have a sad older brother or indeed an older brother. <laughs> so yeah, stained in Nickelback. Anyway, yeah. after I graduated from that clown college of music, um, I started listening to Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile. Um, but I didn't like this was the first Nine Inch Nails album that was like new and I listened to you know cover to cover over and over and over and over again until I loved and hated it mm -hmm. um, and yeah it's every song is sort of very poppy and catchy especially Hand That Feeds um, mm -hmm. but yeah if you want we can get into it and, uh, and, and riff on this music live which yeah. is what we do on this podcast wait that's what we do on this podcast okay so the first cutoff of this album is known as All the Love in the World. It's an ambitious start to this album. It's, I think, the snooziest start to any Nine Inch Nails album. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we got phones, people. <laughs> so in the production of this album, Trent said that he, he started each song just with a drum machine. So he, I think he, he emphasized the drum as an instrument, the drum, the drums, drums, uh, as, as an instrument a lot more than any other album, which is sort of where you get a lot of these really interesting beat patterns. They're almost like, um, I mean, it's drum fills, but it almost feels like drum riffs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they are off of a machine, it's super clear. And all of them are super percussion heavy. Any mm -hmm. song that we're going to listen to today, you hear almost, like, they don't even change up that much. They, they, they set the tone for every song. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's clear. Very yeah. clear. It's, I think the drums haven't been like this synthetic sounding since uh, 
pretty hate machine. Yeah. That's probably the truth. He does some cute things with his voice here. Yeah. one of the things that stands out in the song is how weak and pathetic and sad his voice sounds. Okay. Well, no, in a good way. So, like, oh, so the actual pathetic... Cause, yeah, because he's saying, why do you get all the love in the world? Yeah. Like like vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I think that's that's kind of the central contrast to this album, is, like, he has these kind of, like, tough rock riffs. Not in this song in particular, mm -hmm. but um, all of his vocals are kind of, like, from this isolated, like, hurt place. Mm -hmm. Um... It's almost, I mean, it's mopey, but in sort of a different way. He deals with alien... <clears throat> he deals with... He deals with alien... Aliens? He deals with aliens? Could it be aliens? <laughs> you can't prove it's not. Um, he deals with alienation as, like, a central motif of this album. Like, who am I? What have I become? Because, yeah. as he was saying in that interview that let us in, he changed pretty much everything about the band. Um, like, his management changed, his recording label changed. This was the last album recorded nothing recorded in nothing studios uh -huh. as we know i should have i should have read the lineup of this album i think it was a lot more trent production yeah i mean look it up we have right. plenty of time to talk about it yeah and i mean it just feels like he's sitting in a room by himself oh, with a drum machine yeah exactly what and just, just feelings just writing and just like he's got a giant jug of water next to him <laughs> yeah. because he's, he's gone through rehab and he's just like He's done detoxing and he's just burnt out and he's he's putting all of his what energy he has left into writing this. Mm -hmm. All right, here we got album credits. So listening to Trent talk, you will hear important information about Nine Inch Nails, such as the band members. <laughs> um, Trent Reznor, writing arrangement and performance production. Trent Reznor, Alan Mulder, programming. Atticus Ross, engineering. Yay. Alan Mulder, Leo Herrera, Trent Reznor, James Brown. Sex Machine himself. Oh wow. wow. Get on up. Get on up. I don't think it's possible. It could have been another Dan Brown. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, there's, there was like no live instrumentation in studio, yeah. apparently. A little this bit. Was, like, just a little bit by Jerome Dillon. Oh, yeah. Dillon came in for a little bit of mixing? Did you do drumming? Drum programming. Additional drum programming. Yeah. So this is like, yeah, this is the most synthy they've ever been, and yet it sounds like a rock band. Yeah. Oh, speaking of rock bands. Yeah, here it is. Get that tambourine. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Dave Grohl also did drumming on the team. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought I was getting a subtle cue to do a Dave Grohl impression. <laughs> You're totally welcome to it. Is someone getting the best, the best, the best, the best of teeth? All right. No, it's not happening. All right. <laughs> but Dave Grohl apparently also did drumming on tour, or did it say studio? Or yeah, he did uh, some performance. Uh, he has performance credits for live drums or percussion on like seven of the songs. I mean, wow. I don't know if they're in the final recordings, but he may have been in the studio with them. Terrific. Yeah, yeah he was pr kind of promiscuous in 2005. Was that when he was on Songs for the Deaf as well? Probably. Yeah, in his pre-Foo Fighters exclusive phase. Yeah. I mean, in 2004, exclusive. that's when he did it. And then, exclusive. And then in 2007, Nine Inch Nails opened for Foo Fighters in Ireland. 
Mm. So they, no fooling. Yeah, they were they were fostering that, that <laughs> friendship. That's cool. Yeah, I, I like picturing Trent and Dave Grohl hanging out together. Dave Grohl, he's not a Scientologist, right? But oh. but he has like some weird political cause that yeah. makes me not like him. Yeah. It's like an anti-AIDS thing. Well, but like an anti-gay... Uh, never mind. <laughs> Fuck Dave Grohl. Yeah, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> Although, I don't think Dave Grohl signed the RIAA petition to rewrite the DMCA. Well, anyway. Enough acronyms for now. Yeah. So here's Trent pondering about his identity again. Does he know what he is? Very Mantony. (laughs) No? No. Just, it's an interesting contrast between the first tracks. The first track is very slow and contemplative mm-hmm. and, and talking about like whether or not he deserves love. Mm. And then this one is very angry. and He's, right. he's, he's kind of condemning himself for his actions and his past. Mm. And talking about, you know, like one is love, this one's hate. Mm. And then the next one is, is a totally different tone. Yeah. Like meatloaf's knuckle tattoos. Yeah. Meatloaf has like meatloaf's knuckle tattoos, Claire. Meatloaf has knuckle tattoos? Do you not want? Do you not know Rocky or Picture Show? Okay. <sighs> I haven't watched that in a Topic long time. Topic for another time. I but uh, yeah, have a right. weird the concept, relationship like, with Rocky. All the love in the show. world has sort of that nef- something I can never have. You know, very. I mean, it was a lot more upbeat, really. But yeah. mm-hmm. but just sort of that really mellow piano introspection. Mm-hmm. And then here we have kind of Mr. Self Destruct. You know, yeah. like that's the only time you've heard a drum line this this ratatata. Ratatata. Well, perfect drug. Alright, shut up. <laughs> um, there's another part of the song I want to amplify where he just... He does all these weird, um, like, sound effects deep in the mix. Oh, well, next time it comes up, I'll... It'll happen soon. But yeah, that makes sense that all of this was just programmed by Trent Reznor by himself in a dark studio. Because, <laughs> like, that's... That's pretty much the... Like, the heart of each of these songs is just kind of Trent Reznor sort of staring in the mirror, you know? And he's like, why do I get all the love in the world? And then he smashes the mirror with his hand, and he's like, ah, do I know what I fucking am? Yeah, he's definitely going through some chaotic stuff here in this album. Upheaval. Yeah. Upheaval. Change. Change is destructive. Oh, I missed that other part, too, where he says, uh, you're full of shit. Yeah. So yeah, this is, like, this is, this is a very sweary everywhere. song, which I think a very sweary song. I think it kind of endeared Trent Reznor to me when I was like fourteen. Yeah, I definitely remember like turning this song on to be my like power walk to the bus on my like bus stop <laughs> on my way to school in college. I can hear the rattling of your wallet chain. Yeah, I didn't have a chain wallet. I had a chain. Every yeah. You're a guy. Yeah, I guess. Girls don't use chain wallets. Baggy black jeans, chain wallet. I'm surprised I didn't get my ears pierced. I guess I'm not that cool, guys. <laughs> I think you dodged the bullet. Yeah. I mean, I, I did it in college. Don't regret it. Yeah, I was gonna say your ear is pierced. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the late on that train. So here's here's like a Foo Fighters yeah, song that song. ended up on the album. This is one of my worst of all time. Yeah. Worst of all time. It doesn't fit at all. It doesn't. What is it? Oh yeah, I call that drum riff. The drummer is bored. <laughs> It's like the drummer is trying to signal to Trent, let's play something else. 
like, Whoa. Like, I could, I could understand if, like, metaphysically he's talking about himself. But right, baggage, he's accumulating baggage. Yeah, but lyrically, he's it's very much dumb. confronting himself. And yeah. in this one, it just feels so roundabout. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. I mean, what, is it, what does it say exactly? I pick things up. I am a collector. And I thought it said, and things, round things. But no, it's, <laughs> and, and things, well things, they tend to accumulate. I have this net. It drags behind me. It picks up feelings for me to feed upon. So he's like a fisherman? He's a sadness hobo. And then, it, yeah, he busts out with that pop rock riff. It's really strange. It's like a, it, it does feel like a Foo Fighters song with Trent Reznor lyrics just sort of smeared on the top. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Yeah. It's like chocolate frosting on broccoli. It's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a grown-up metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> now guys, I want to try it just to see if yeah, it's really that Yeah, you guys don't eat broccoli like that? Not yet. No, yeah. not yet. Like yeah. raw or steamed? I don't know. We have broccoli. We can try it both ways. Okay. That might be the new foodie thing. It's just combining <laughs> tastes that ought broccoli. not be combined. Ought not. Not just things you didn't think to combine, but things that you should never have. Yeah. There's something written down somewhere that says, don't do this. <laughs> it's, not, it's in the Bible, I think. Yeah. It's like shellfish, swine, chocolate broccoli. Gay sex. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> chocolate broccoli. Swallow it out, I am a what? Big boy? I am a big boy. No. I'm, I am a good boy. Holy shit. No, you're... <laughs> wow. You knew he was a kind of boy. Wow. That just... Uh, not who's a right. good boy? And then he says every... Oh. Oh, Trent is. Trent, you're a good boy. He's totally a dog person. <laughs> Did you hear the one about Maisie? No. Oh my god, shit. No, no we're not no, going to talk about this again. We'll take, I think, talk I think about it after the. That was the heartbreak that created the fragile. He says it's about his grandma. But he really, he says it's, it's a about dog. Marilyn Manson. But it was this tragic loss of a dog, I think. Um, well, we saw what Keanu did after a dog. Trent sings about blowjobs <laughs> a lot, seemingly. Right? Sorry, what was that about Keanu and dogs? Oh, I'm just saying we see what happens to a man after a dog. What, what did Keanu do? After John Wick. Uh, wait, no. Still not getting it. <laughs> Have you seen John Wick? Walk, uh, walk me the whole way there. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the whole thing starts off because someone kills his dog. Ah, oh, fuck. And he just goes on a killing spree. So oh. it's like a boy without his dog. Takes out, uh, takes out a whole mafia. Hey, we heard this before. Nope. Three times. Never. <laughs> Do we have to? I mean... <laughs> hate on this as much as you want. It's a masterfully produced track. Like it's better is, than the collector. This is, yeah, this is like a Timbaland quality. Like this is like a, a pitch perfect hit. Like this is why With Teeth became platinum in like six months, in like a month. Hang on, let me look it up. But it was yeah, the sales number were crazy. Unbelievable. Yeah, it hit, it hit platinum in like platinum. Oh, thanks, Nin Wiki. Just when I need you. I feel I feel like you guys forgot something important though. Yes. Uh, this became like a go-to for any stripper that didn't want R&B music. Oh. Really? This was the song they chose. So it's like, like the sequel to Closer. As, as someone, I mean, I brought it up earlier uh, before we started recording, but uh, I didn't sleep very much. Like my sleeping <laughs> schedule's always been bad, so I'd be up late 
and it'd be like one of those real sex things on HBO, uh-huh. and one was on strippers, and there there was a couple strippers that were all dancing to this song. Like Nine Inch Nails came up. That in. sounds like a pretty wild striptease. Yeah, I imagine a lot of kicks oh, and yeah. spins. I mean, they didn't show it exactly, but I imagine it was intense. With Teeth became an immediate commercial success after its release on May 3rd, 2005, debuting at number one and selling more than 272,000 copies in its first week. Jesus. I've been to, I'll say, a handful of Whoa. strip clubs, and I just can't picture. Like, as somebody who has been to strip clubs and somebody who, like, has danced in the past, not as a stripper, but as just a dancer, how do you try a stuff? It's got to be, like, very angry dancing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a, a sexy, in its rebelliousness type song. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, like, especially this little... Like, how are you pumping booty to that? And that it's odd. Just doing, like, the slow crawl... I mean, the floor. I mean, yeah. maybe it wasn't as refined back in 2005. And I wasn't going Pole to strip dancing. clubs in 2005, so. Maybe it was a different environment. It was a different. I mean, now a different you can, time. Now you can pole dance at the gym, mm-hmm. so it's a different world. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense because there's, there's like, in a lot of these songs, there's sort of like an S and M element, like sort of between the lines of the lyric. I mean. I'm a good boy and I'll swallow it all, swallow it all, swallow it all. Like, I mean, what the hell? The feelings that he collects. Yeah, the feelings he collects, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, but then also you're biting the hand that feeds and it's sort of like, what, is he licking the glove? Like, what, what is this? What kind of what kind of rock for preverts is this? Don't be bringing your preversions in here, Mr. Red. I think you're just, like, trying to find the preversion. It's better than it's right, it's, it's right there, though. I think he's got an oral fixation and he's working it out through his music. Well, he is a vocalist. I kind of like this song. Yeah, well, this has been a this has been a post to my Facebook wall after a breakup song. Is this love is not enough? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just trying to figure out what the message is when you post that to someone's wall after you break up with them. Love is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following along. <laughs> so I kind of like the dark vibe to this, like that sort of throbbing bass line that gives you this sense of evil. But yeah, it's 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 a darker take because a lot of the a lot of these other songs were like, I mean, not necessarily upbeat, but at least like up tempo. Uh-huh. His tones oscillating back and forth. <laughs> But yeah, Trent is also really sticking to like very tight rhyme schemes. Yeah. Which I don't think hampers his writing. I mean, it just makes it all the more poppy. Yeah. And he does a lot of little accents. Hey! Like it's it's almost like a um, Creed song or something. You just see all the lies. Oh god, there's so many lies in this. <laughs> That's his favorite. He's got a Wolverine vein. <laughs> That's how he stays so young. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
Thanks. <laughs> so wait, someone posted this to your wall after a breakup. We never really had a chance. Love isn't not enough. Like I posted it. You posted. I posted oh, so it this to my you. wall. So this I posted to my friends. wall. Okay. Just like no context. I'm just a shitty twenty year old. Here's what song I feel like listening to. Today. What did you do, like sad face? No. And then the song. No, no just stick song. No context. No text. No nothing. All right, the lies are coming. Lies! Lies! Alright. That's the best rhyme. Lies on lies. <laughs> yep. But yeah, all together the song, it, it, it works. All the parts work together, except this. Am I, am I wrong? <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, in an album where he's stripping out a lot of electronic stuff, it sounds weird when it comes back in. Yeah. Yeah. I wish he committed fully to the idea that, like, all right, I'm just going to do drums and guitar with a little bit of piano and some atmospherics in. Uh-huh. But then he, he throws in a lot of, like, weirdness that's, like, I don't know. He always makes it, like, a little bit off-key. Like, he takes he takes the pitch and just... Mm-hmm. Drops it. Mm-hmm. Drops it as though it were hot. Yeah, but here again we see like he's using drums like as as a riff. Can you hear his little voice in the background humming? Yeah. <laughs> his little voice. His little voice. His little, his little, his little voice in the background. Babe, that was borderline and impressive. <laughs> no, that's I, just I the way hear, I talk to dogs. I want to hear more of little Trent. <laughs> that's my talking to puppies voice. <laughs> so here's another single that became a number one on Billboard's Hot Modern Rock track. Oh, but I like this one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's a good this one. This right? might be my favorite. And I like the Meathead video mm. where he says porpoise and then a dolphin's like, Neh! That's what, <laughs> I was listening to this earlier and I was like, porpoise. Yeah, I think yeah. it every time. Yeah. I hear it every time. Nine Inch Whales. Shut up. Don't tell anybody. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I think at this point, the only how much angst that's even valid is Trent Reznor sitting alone in the studio having cast off everyone he's worked with. Yeah. Just recording this. <laughs> wondering if his life is just an endless repetition of the same old flock. Yeah, I think it strikes the right balance between like introspection and sort of like, you know, alienation and regret and all these feelings. But then also it it kind of it's got a great beat. Yeah. It also kind of rocks. It yeah. does. I love and I love the way it changes right here for the chorus a little bit. It evolves mm-hmm. as it's going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like he has he has almost like sugary pop songs later on, like Discipline or uh, do you know do you remember Discipline? I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but. This, this manages to walk the line perfectly between, like, you know, the darkness that is Trent mm-hmm. and sort of, like, the pop instincts that mm-hmm. make his songs so tasty. So delicious. But you can't have just the pop instincts, because mm-hmm. then you get disappointed. 
Yeah. Too, too sweet. It felt like he swung in this direction because, I mean, what do you? What happens to a person who's inherently rebellious and wants to make a certain type of music, and then becomes so incredibly disenfranchised from everything he knew, everything he relied upon, and then it was just alone? Like, I mean, this is this is like an autobiographical album with some. You know, he's experimenting. He's he's trying to strip away and find what he really wants to make and some of it works and some of it doesn't and I think here is where it's in its truest form mm-hmm. which is why I think we all agree it's it's one of the best ones yeah. in the album yeah. it's one of my favorite songs in the album what was I going to say I had a thing oh. oh right like there's almost I don't know there's almost like uh, he almost embraces the sort of like monotony of, of existence that he's describing here like it's mm-hmm. almost liberating where he always he can see the future he always knows what's going to be coming I, I like this part a lot I do like the tambourine yeah like, oh yeah right tambourine trend is a good trend yeah because <laughs> you can just see him in the yeah. room just yeah Right here, I love this. <laughs> Fun fact, the album was originally going to be titled Bleed Through. Yeah. Bleed Through. Yeah. But they changed it because they didn't want to make it sound like a tampon commercial. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's why they changed it. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't think he had a song to bleed through, right? Or maybe with the Tifa was originally going to be bleeding through. <laughs> Heavy flow. <wow. laughs> <laughs> For our lady listeners. Bleed through, more like crime scene, am I right, ladies? Oof. Ladies. Just lost all our male listeners. <laughs> They're like, ew, no, not periods. <laughs> Every 28 days. <laughs> so yeah, this. this <laughs> and this. it's also it, it would also break break convention because every song, the title of each song is based on the chorus. Yeah. And then to have the title of the album not be the name of one of the songs is like. Oh yeah. It, it just doesn't fit, so. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the dialogue was like between Ren... Ren? <laughs> between... Ren... Between Trent... Tresner. <laughs> Ren Tresner and, and his new management team. Yeah, I really like that musical. <laughs> Ren Tresner? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think there, was, there was some kind of some synergy that, you know, Trent was um, r- wanting to do things just sort of solo, which made everything kind of sound like a rock band produced out of a garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his producers were probably like, okay, cool. Like, we want to have the most approachable Nine Inch Nails possible. Yeah. Because, like, it's been six years since he recorded yeah, anything exactly. new, like, Trent. Exactly. Just make something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make it hard. <laughs> make it just normal. Yeah. And that's this is the closest Nine Inch Nails ever comes to, like, rock music. Mm-hmm. I actually like the beat of this song. I just don't like this song. What's it called? With the... <laughs> oh, with the teeth. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, and this is where he starts talking about the she of the album. I think she only comes up again in Sunspots. I think I know who she is, but we can talk about it later. 
Do you guys, do you guys have a theory? Uh, no. His mom. <laughs> if it's not Bjork or Mary Queen, I have no theory. <laughs> I can talk about it later when it comes yeah, up again. Yeah, let's do it. Because <laughs> I've got a pretty good idea. Are you gonna Google it? You know, this, this, this was originally supposed to be a duet with Tom Waits, but he had to back out at the last minute. <laughs> oh, where are the teeth? Oh. <laughs> I feel dying. like that would have been a very different song. <laughs> but then, what's weird is, so I was telling you that Trent, there's like right beneath the surface of Trent's lyrics all over this album, and most albums, is like some, some sexuality, some S&M, some bondage dominance play. But I didn't put this together until this second. If Trent Reznor loves this thing about blowjobs. With the teeth. Oh my god. Right? It's like something went wrong here. This, <laughs> this, this is not what I want. This is not just how I imagined. This makes that a very different story. Don't, don't go even deeper. I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. <laughs> Soft boundary. Are we losing our, male, are we losing our female? <laughs> yeah. What's our safe word? Goose. Goose is cooked. Goose is cooked. Goose cooking. Cooking, cooked. <laughs> um, but the lyrics are actually She makes you hard, she comes on strong, you finally found the place where you belong. That's how it goes? Yep. Yep. World of Treats Law. You've just been dying to do yeah. a little weights. Oh, yeah. You just couldn't wait to do that impression. Oh, okay. my Ooh, damn. <laughs> you took my corny joke and oh, raised me a pun. Suck it. It's her kiss, the black seal. It runs deeper than you can dare to dream it could be. <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a run on, Trent. Yeah. It runs deeper. <laughs> and when you, you look at the lyrics, dare to dream it to be. Like they're all short, and then that one line <laughs> is just super long. You're like, ah, hmm. Oh, and then he whispers, I cannot go through this again. <laughs> then there's this beep. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Dude, I don't remember that this is... <laughs> I don't... You gotta turn it way up to hear it. I don't think I've been this far in this song in for a very long time. <laughs> I listened to the album yesterday and this morning, and I don't remember this. No. <laughs> Trent Talk exclusive. <laughs> Do you remember this? Tell us about it. Yeah, after you guys publish this, there's just articles all over the internet. The secret part of song found <laughs> by, by podcast. Trend talk. Uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I like I that can't. little squeaky no wheelie solo, too. As much as I was saying I didn't like all the all the wankery. This, is, wankery. this works. Yeah, it fits. This is working wankery. Right. <laughs> Bring it Sorry. home, Trent. <laughs> Sorry. <Bam. laughs> Hope you weren't listening in really good headphones. Shia just killed I mean, we already had it at max volume, so <coughs> I assume people had it at a reasonable listening <laughs> volume. But holy crap. Yeah, I never, I never, I, I've never heard that before. I don't Trent know that I Trent he cannot go through this again. Which, <laughs> yeah, I guess... That might be seeing as this is with Atitha on the album with Atitha, mm -hmm. and he's whispering this little, this little one-liner. That's that might be sort of like the central conflict that the narrator is going through. You know? Yeah. I mean, again, alienation. He's wondering who he is, but he can't go back to the past. 
can't relapse into all this drugs and debauchery. Yeah. But then also like all of his friends and support network that used to be there, boom, you know, just blown apart. Yeah, it's not there for him anymore. So he's like, who am I? What am I? Why am I getting a blowjob with teeth? <laughs> I did not pay for this. Blomp, blomp, blomp. Okay. I did not pay for this. <laughs> I do not want this. Well, had he slipped into his next addiction yet? His uh, his gym? Bu- in buffing? <laughs> uh, his gym addiction? <laughs> no, um, I, I think so. Like, 2001 was his first... No. 2001 was, like, his last stint in rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, he went through all those legal battles and whatever. Um, but I, I guess I could look up photos of Trent at that time. Yeah, because I just... Re- I, I never even realized that he became uh, that, that person until I saw, uh, like, a live... Uh, showing of him doing a concert and I was mm-hmm. like he's huge yeah I think whatever I can't remember is it Beside You in Time is the next I think so yeah live that's when thing. Trent is at his max meatheadedness yeah yeah. I think max when he started going to the gym that's when he shaved that haircut yeah right yeah I, I said his hair was tragic earlier but we didn't go you into... can see the change in his face like after he cuts his hair yeah I mean, he has, like, this weird center part. It's sort of like a w- reverse widow's peak. What do you mm-hmm. call that? Uh, I mean, he's got, like, sweeping, the squishy bangs. The sad emo boy. Yeah. yeah. That's... <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> not, the... to bring, not to bring video games into this, but whenever you choose that haircut, haircut in a video game, it's emo. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, that's like the protagonist in many anime series. Right. Oh, this song. This song made me not buy with teeth. This doesn't sound anything like a video game. Yeah, it's so poppy. Even the music video is I hate much. the music video. I, I mean, hate it, sounds, it. It sounds like a car commercial. That's the only thing I can picture. It's just like, yeah, it's like glamour shots of like a Porsche or whatever. In, um, I want to say 2000, this came out in 05. In 06, I was working as a CNA. What are you? Oh, weird drawing. I think I found like deviant art of Trent Reznor in a bathroom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Exposing not his genitals. <laughs> But a uh, voluminous bush. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> can you send that to me so I can oh, put yeah, it on the website? <laughs> that's going in the scrapbook. That's going on the website. <laughs> uh, banner this is going to be the next candle, prayer candle uh, art can, that we want. You can, you can find it yourself. Just Google Trent Reznor 2003. It's result number eight. No, we're going to... Number eight. I want to put that on Facebook. Um, in 2006, I worked as a certified nurse's assistant. Yes. Um... And I alternated between first shift and third shift. But when I worked third shift, I would just watch MTV all night because yeah. my residents were asleep. And they actually played music videos. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. And it was like My Humps by Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. and this song. And I would just like see this music video and just be like, Ugh, and just like change it to literally anything else. Right, right. I hated it so much. That was also the year that um, AFI did Miss Murder. I was oh. like, what? Come on, AFI. What are you doing? I still bought the that CD. That song was so huge. It was so huge. And it's just like, man, I used to angst out hard to AFI. And then they came out with that album. And I was just like, come on, dude. Is there like, is there an intentional play on words, Miss Murder, that I'm missing? Or... I mean, he's gay. Oh. So probably not. Okay. I mean, I think it was intended to seem kind of sexual and whatever. Because a lot of his songs are, but... I mean, but I meant like a play on words like misanthrope or like miss, oh. yeah, misunderstanding. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Miss murder so. hat. Grasping at straws here. Yeah. What do you think of this song? This fucking sucks. Or are you not asking me? Yeah, it, it, was just, <laughs> it just feels 
like a, de- a departure in the wrong direction. And yeah. like, like you brought it up that you'd see it at night and just turn the channel. And I mean, that's what it felt like. If if you enjoyed the direction he was going before, this is such a swing. And that happens with bands. They'll they'll change their style and become something else, and then you're not a fan anymore. So yeah. that this. And the fact of how huge the song was, yeah. this would make people jump from what they thought was a sinking ship. Yeah. Mm. And I am definitely one of the people who will be like, if you're as much of a fan of an artist that you say you are, then you will support them, even if they change their sound to something you don't enjoy. And even I was just like, fuck that song, I'm not buying that album. Like, I don't care if Deftones no longer sounds like the same band, but like, only by Nine Inch Nails, no, I can't support that. I was gonna say I don't think diehard Reznor fans would would abandon him because I think right. deep down it's like well at least Nine Inch well, Nails made an album <laughs> at least they made an album at least they made some music yeah and it, it wasn't it wasn't like a total betrayal I no mean, if I would have heard and like almost any other song oh my god no not this song oh god this song is horrible this is like maybe my number one worst of all time. It's just it's such a swing and like that's what I'm saying is every song is just oscillating to a different type. Yeah. And it just it swings so hard here and it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think there were a lot of very confusing production choices in well not just the entire album, but this song in particular. Like why? Oh wait, the TikTok thing, right? Oh. Flip flop? Yes, yes. Here we go. Yep, there it is. I I thought I would miss it. Thank you, Claire. Was that the precursor to the balloon? The, the, oh, the, the waving. Oh, the wavy balloon waving. guy? Yeah. yeah. Is that Wacky the... waving... What is it? Balloon man. I might just spend the rest of this episode looking up Trent DeviantArt. Oh I just goodness. Got, I got Trent as... At first I thought it was a vampire. He is in fact a cat person. Oh. Please send that to me also. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's going in the spank bank. <laughs> yeah, it's going right Ooh. there. And then yeah, this is... I mean... I think at this point in the album, all of the lyrics are recycled. Because, like, uh, there were a lot of, like, Trent has a lot of tropes that he'll use over and over, like, on your hands and knees, or, like, I don't know, help me think of them, or I'm fading away. Yeah. Or, or slipping away. Slipping away. And, and when an album, when he makes an album where it's more than just about one theme, then he can, he can spread it out mm-hmm. and have a bunch of songs about it, different things. Yeah. And kind of spread those, those themes that he uses over and over again. But now that he's focusing on, pretty much one or two subjects for this whole album you just hear the recycling yeah yeah, yeah and and only we didn't we didn't uh, pause for that but he says a tiny little dot caught his eye yeah just like down in it just like sunspots coming wait. up wait oh really oh, yeah. fuck. wait that's coming up is it an only though yeah There's, I think so is there a tiny yeah. speck yeah, in yeah. only tiny little dot caught my eye and the I had this and funny and feeling I just knew yeah. something bad couldn't leave it alone picking up that sky I just made you up to hurt myself. Oh, and then it becomes this. Oh, cool, a bonus song in the middle of this other song. <laughs> I hate this song. Yeah. It's the most not time in Spanish. Yeah. It's the least nin. Least nin. I'm not ninjoying myself. Yeah, this song is nin possible to listen to. <laughs> We're getting through it. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God. I thought I was losing my mind. So you thought that the tiny dot just caught. Anyway. Yeah, that is a down in it thing. 
I mean, you could put them all in a in like a Google Doc and then just Control F. I look look for, <laughs> look for phrases that are similar in every. It's like, oh, this phrase is used eight times in in these ten songs. Oh, what That's, I thought you were we gonna say that. is there's there's um, what are they called? Um, Murkoff strings or something like that. Markov chains, oh. which is just like it, it's a an algorithmic way to mimic human speech and writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they figured out that Ooh. Fifty Shades. What? This part. I'm uh, and that's okay. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's got like yeah, vocal wow. accents all over the place. Wow. A lot of haze. This is probably the hayiest man album of all time. But Markov chains. They figured out that um, Fifty Shades of Grey is like so repetitively written that they could actually just help randomly generate Can we sentence fragments. Pause this one. Yes. And match it. And they, you could basically have a computer write Fifty Shades of Grey. It's it's oh, pretty great. Wow. Like it'll, it'll like crap out a whole paragraph of like. You know, he touched my whatever. I mean, I don't. I can't. I can't do it justice. Okay. Um, well, as a as a creative writing major, I um, we we talk about <coughs> books like that, and it's it's pretty much assumed that the level of writing in those. I'm not surprised an algorithm can match it. Yeah. There's, it's horrible. They're bad. All right. Yeah. Real here's bad. here's an example. This is written by a computer. I'm going to teach you a lesson, he whispers. His breathing is harsh, and my muscles clench deep inside me. I glance nervously at the doorway. Tipping my chin. This is written by a computer. He softly kisses my face, tasting, coursing heat throughout my body. That's one thing that always happens. Is like they just have. It, here it comes back. Tasting. His tongue invades my mouth. He plants a soft kiss on my it's lips. It's like just picking consistent it's, anticipation and it's, anxiety. It's picking sense words. That's all it's doing. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like sensory. Yeah. And just putting putting them in the right syntax. That's all it's doing. Oh yeah, she glances glances anxiously again. His flogger his flogger is draped over the edge of the bed. I glance anxiously at the bed. I can't imagine how he wants to use that. That's another thing. Fifty Shades of Grey uses italics everywhere. Really? Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I couldn't believe he did this. Anyways, so I was thinking there's gotta be an algorithm to make a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh there's yeah. There's gotta be. Yeah, for sure. And if there's not, then I think we know the well, team we, to do it. I think we know what we need to do. Yeah. Um, oh, I we need to hire some interns. I no. <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, we've got a space here. <laughs> Let's we'll put make a bunch it of desks in and Let's make it happen. I think we're yeah we're at the three quarters point of the album. Let's um. How are we doing stamina wise? Good. Right, but that's, we should. That's the thing. I feel like I can digest this in one sitting. Like it's. Did you think we weren't gonna? No, I mean just I, versus, <laughs> versus the fragile. Like that's well, a, that's, that's a, an epic journey. Yeah. yeah I mean that's this different. is this is like a quick rock concert from a band that sounds vaguely like Nine Inch Nails and then just oh. Okay, well, okay. I'm gonna defend the the last part. Every song. From here on out to the death. Yeah? They're all perfect, in my Sunspots, opinion. Sunspots, Line Begins to Blur, Beside mm-hmm. You in Time, and R-W-I-B. And Home. And Home. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them. I love them all. But first, before we do that, we should have a little ad. Yeah! And I thought that instead of cutting to an ad, we should just make Jordan Scott tell us about his podcast. <laughs> Yo, Scoot! <laughs> Uh, I co-host a podcast on the Bendu Network called Nerds Eye View, and uh, we we just see a new movie every week and review it on the show. We we don't always pick uh, like the number one movie of that week. We we tend to try and pick different things. Like we didn't do Finding Dory or uh, or Alice or mm-hmm. like any any of the. Uh, we don't always pick the Disney stuff, but um, we go out of our way if we can to see interesting things. Like we just. We just reviewed the Neon Demon, which is uh, a pretty trippy movie, and that that episode's already out 
over at uh, nebpodcast.com. I am co-hosting with Andrew Lindy, and uh, we had our good friend Derek on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, we Skyped him in from L.A., and uh, all the way yeah. from LA. all the way from all LA. LA. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean, luckily the winds were blowing in the right direction. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, just come by every week. We also have bonus episodes where if we didn't review something that week, we just have short segments. We we try and break it up in an interesting way where if you haven't seen the movie, you can listen to like two thirds of the of the episode and you're good. Mm-hmm. And you can go all the way to the end, and we'll you know we have a nice little exit where we guess the endings. For movies that are coming out the next week, even though we Ooh. haven't seen them, mm-hmm. and then and then you could just turn off the podcast. But if you've seen the movie, you keep listening, and there's another thirty, sometimes forty-five minutes where we we break down every scene and we talk about imagery and mm. and what it all meant, and we go heavy into spoilers. And that sounds amazing. As a yeah. man who can't afford to go to the movies, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a real bargain. You can live vicariously through us, yeah, because we go multiple times a week. Now I'm I'm sad. I haven't actually listened to your podcast. Yeah, no, you might. You might. But now I have it. to. Yeah. Now because that sounds great. The Empress has no clue. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and you mentioned something interesting about the soundtrack of the Neon Demon. Yeah, which I did a little bit of research, and I think it was the director's cousin mm-hmm. worked on the uh, on the soundtrack, and it feels very influenced by by Nine Inch Nails, and and it's it's got a very heavy. Uh, electronic soundtrack and the the ending credit song is uh, performed by Sia. Oh wow! So yeah. it's cool. Is really good. Every uh, when we got done talking about the movie, we all said like, "Hey, the soundtrack definitely made the movie better." Mm-hmm. And I actually bought it right after. <laughs> I right see after that I it's on your, yeah, it's, on your it's right there. Gotta get that noise. <laughs> yeah. Right so, between With Teeth and Bastion. <laughs> yeah. I've got a very eclectic movie taste. I mean, I'm, I'm all over the place, but uh, that's good. It's Definitely worth checking out. Cool. If you like hearing three nerds yammer about topics <laughs> that you that you are kind of interested in, yep. this is your show. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Neon Demon looks like a blast. Yeah. I think we should watch it and then go listen to this. Yeah. yeah let's, we should. Let's do that. We could listen to the first part of the podcast. And y'all are like y'all are like smart guys, right? Like yeah, we try. Studying <laughs> arts. We try. Derek actually fell asleep in the middle of the movie, <laughs> so in spoilers, we're like, "Oh, you fell asleep? Let's break down everything that happened while you were asleep." And then we started uh, talking about how it connected to like ancient mythology and all this stuff and uh, after Andrew and I got done talking we were like uh, Derek uh, what do you think and he's like you guys paid way more attention than I did <laughs> so it's not always equal but we we try to make it interesting mm-hmm. cool I mean there's people who watch movies and then there's people who watch movies I try to do both yeah. but yeah it's yeah you gotta shift it into like serious gear if you're gonna watch a what's the director's name Nicholas Winding Refn Mm-hmm. His middle name is Winding, so you already know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All of his movies are crazy. Yeah, the only ones I've seen are Drive and Only God Forgives, but yeah. holy crap, those are good movies. He made yeah. Ryan Gosling. <sighs> and visually, I mean, just yeah. when you think about those movies, the visuals are incredible. That exactly, is, that's especially Only God Forgives. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, man. And when, actually, you haven't seen Drive, so I don't want to, in Drive, when a certain somebody gets, like, shotgun. I don't want to know, head. I don't want to know, oh, does he drive? God. Yeah, yeah no. he's, a, he's a driver. It's yeah, he's a, base, a driver, yeah. It's based on the video game Driver. <laughs> um, but no, he's he his main focus in all of his movies is visuals. Yeah. So, so good. Cool. It's amazing. I love visual storytelling. I do too. So tune in to so Nerd's Eye View. On the Ben View Network. And we're back with Sunspot. <laughs> I love this song. Is, yeah, 
part of Trent's four-song streak of perfect songs, according to Claire. In my opinion. Five-song streak. We just don't have home. It's so weird. How, you were just saying how you don't like this album. I know. But you like, it's you because, like an entire third of it. It's because, like, five songs make me hate uh, the... I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's like the middle of the album. Yeah. The middle of the album is not yeah. good. Pros and cons. I like this one. I love that. You're like Lady Justice arbitrating over this album. <laughs> shit song, good song. Shit song, good song. Too many shits. Well, when when you get out of rehab and you finally feel like you don't have writer's block, <laughs> you tend to just let everything out, good and bad. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to get it all out because it was finally... As someone who's had writer's block, yeah, uh, writer's block as a creative writing major, like when that f- when those floodgates finally open again, it's hard not to just put it all on the page. <laughs> it's not. So I understand how someone could make an album like this mm-hmm. and just be happy. It's he created it, yeah. something again. Let's get it up. I like the little falsetto trend. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Hello, falsetto trend. You know who else released an album that emphasized vocal performances around this time? You'll find out soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, this one doesn't have a dot. What's this other song? There's another song with a dot. Yes, I do. This seems like a song Dave Grohl collaborated on. Because, like, the, <laughs> oh, the, that, little drum, yeah, that yeah. little drum build. Like, that's, that's not a normal Trent move. Yep, it is. Yeah. <laughs> you call yeah, it. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, he doesn't set off a chorus with a bra, 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 bra. That's a very intuitive rock drummer thing to do. everything a whole lot too. Yeah. He does. Oh, this is the blender solo. No, ah. no, electric mixer solo. This is how you get a good puree. It sounds, it sounds like someone's putting a violin against a cheese grater. <laughs> He's making meringue. He wants to get those stiff peaks. <laughs> you don't do that in a blender though. Well, no, I meant, a, I meant an egg beater. Oh, I it is. It is actually a power drill, which is why you get the variable speeds. I know. I'm a cook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're a cook, so you know this is a drill. <laughs> Slow I know down. what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh, I just realized I could save money on buying an electric mixer <laughs> by just putting an egg beater in my drill. Yeah. yeah. I have so many drills and so few egg beaters. Commit, I have a lot of drills. Just commit one okay. of the drills to being an egg beater, <laughs> and put that put that next to the other utensils. Eat all these Cheetos. There's more. Maybe all the staring into the sun is what caused him to have a little speck in his eye that oh. turned out to be a scab, and he knew he just had this funny <laughs> feeling it would turn out to be something bad, mm-hmm. and he couldn't leave it alone with picking at that scab. Which created a sunspot? Well, no, the sunspot was the dot. 
Then he gave himself like a lesion. Ah, oh, this song. You like this one? I love this song. I think he went to get more Cheetos. Oh, puppy. <laughs> so what do you think puppy. of Claire's second perfect song in a row? Yeah, I like this one too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely say it's ambitious. <coughs> it doesn't sound great, but it's definitely ambitious. I think it keeps up with the whole theme of not only oscillating on, on subjects, but tone and, oh, yeah. and type. Like it's it just goes back and forth. Because it goes from the darkest, muddiest, like most you know, most over processed vocals. But then just this right here is so good. Yeah. If it didn't have this, it wouldn't be exactly. A good song. I know. No, I agree. I agree. The cut, the juxtaposition that it sets up is is wonderful. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like you heard you, the beginning you, and you were gonna be like, no, nah, you guys you, are wrong. You forgot this album. <laughs> Claire denied listening to it. <laughs> I attributed it to Teenage Rebellion. I think we just need to face facts. This is a decent Nine Inch Nails album. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of it has a, a handful it has some of garbage. songs. It has some garbage that really almost does. ruins the entire experience, but doesn't. Because yeah, this is great. And when he does it live, oh Jesus! I just got goosebumps thinking about it. I don't know if I've seen him do it live. <laughs> There's a sneaky puppy under the table. Oh yeah, point of process, <laughs> Jordan. Have you seen Nine Inch Nails live? Yes. Oh, when and where? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew they it was so this. long ago. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was after this. Who opened for them? <laughs> it was so. Long. It was just after high school, and then, and then I had surgery, so I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. I just know that I, I saw them because I, I bought the uh, like the DVD. Yes. And brought it home, and I was just so proud of that. But I can't for the life of me remember. Wait, so it must have out. been part of the Beside You in Time tour. If you bought the DVD. Am I right, or am I right? I will let you know. <laughs> just. You saw them locally here in, in SoCal. Uh, yeah. Hollywood Bowl, by any chance? I'll let you know in a second. Okay. Yeah, I saw them in 2008 at the Lights in the Sky tour. That was a good one. I bet that was amazing. Yeah, that was a good one. Both times I saw them, there like there were some lights, but you know they start with a fucking sheet, and you see their silhouettes, and then the sheet drops, and they go ham. But there wasn't like. Let <laughs> me go ham. But there wasn't like. It was like, a vaudeville show, actually. You know, yeah. But you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sure Lights in the Sky was that the one where they had like the entire back of the stage was a huge yeah. light situation. They, they, they have didn't like, do that. They have like a three-dimensional projection of things. Yeah. And they they close with in this twilight, which has. Oh, stop! Stop! Which, stop! 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 I need to tell <laughs> I you this. I need to tell you this. It breaks my heart. It had like a it had like a, a rear projection of like Earth, except it was like all gritty and industrialized, and like uh. it was a city that was all like on fire, and and then it was just then it just sort of like panned up, right, right at the end, and then there was like this bright triumphant light, and it was just like the whole crowd just like came in their pants yeah because that song is literally perfect speaking of perfect you know what I like this one a lot too love yeah. this song I forgot 
Yeah. This seems like such a fragile song that I forgot this was a With Teeth song. Beside You in Time. Beside You in Time. And time for what? For the album to get over with? I mean, Jesus, I don't have all day. <laughs> Oi, fake. I just, I just time traveled listening to this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I, I like too how like frail and um, vulnerable his voice sounds. really good at whisper screaming. And also like here when he like starts to draw on. It was at the forum. It was the first Lights in the Sky. Hell yeah. Yeah. Damn. Cause my dad works for the city of LA so he got tickets. Ooh. Lucky. That's cool. Does he work for the Department of Sweet Music? <laughs> no. Uh, maintenance. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> hey, there's no music without maintenance. Yeah. Otherwise, all the buildings would fall down. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me Los Angeles has a department of maintenance? You could have fooled me. All right, I got enough dad jokes. That's like uncle jokes. That's uncle. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Grandpa jokes. Grandpa jokes. Yeah, you're, you're sorry. Fooled. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we're all sorry. Yeah, the song kind of sucks you in. Hypnotic. No, definitely. Yeah, this is that. Um, when I did start listening to this album, I was a graphic design major, and I would throw on like the last half of this album and also Year Zero, and just like write my HTML or fucking make my stupid vectors in Illustrator. Mm -hmm. I think this is when I fell asleep last night. I was listening oh, to it, oh, and I sure. woke up, and the laptop was sitting next to me in bed, <laughs> and my headphones were still in my ears. Mm -hmm. So, I think this is what did it, for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt. I've definitely fallen asleep to this. I think this is probably, like, even though it's so minimal, mm -hmm. the lyrics in this song are probably the deepest and most interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah, he says, I'm all alone this time around. So does he mean, like, losing his grandma still, or, like, all of his friends, or, like... Probably where he's, where he's at too as a businessman. Yeah, he's like he's, he becomes a lone wolf for this whole album. Yeah. I think it's all of the above. Yeah, probably everything. And then it says sometimes and, on and the, she <laughs> and she mysterious she. I'll tell you who she is in a bit. <laughs> Shakespeare's dark woman. Alright, go ahead. Um, sometimes on the side I hear a sound. I always thought it was sometimes I see a sight I hear a sound. <laughs> <laughs> you and your lyrics, yeah. <laughs> you're so cute. Uh, so there's there's. I'm gonna sidetrack again, but there's this thing you all should Google called uh, Lady Mondegreen. So there's like this old English song about how a, there's a peasant revolt and they they kill this lord and they lay him on the green, mm -hmm. but it's always misheard. They uh -huh. say they killed the lord and Lady Mondegreen. Lady so, Mondegreen. So, so they invent this woman, Lady Mondegreen, <laughs> and everyone's like, she's dead. And everyone's like, who is she? And so when you mishear a song lyric, it's called a Mondegreen. <laughs> that's so cool. That's, that's awesome. That's and now cool. You know. The more you know. I love this part of the song. Oh, this is the fucking best, yeah. <laughs> Lady Mondegreen. 
love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. so good. So, what's your... Uh, impression, just so we don't get, like, too emotionally genuine. No. Alright. I don't really have any in my pocket right now. I have none in my pocket. Yeah. What did you think I was doing an impression of earlier? Like, Tig's baby voice? Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. I mean, anyone can do that voice, but you right. take it to another level. Yeah. That's my talking to puppies voice, though. Uh-huh. That's Wait. why I love her little suitcase. Yeah, always we, not in here. If we, oh, I'm a puppy. <laughs> oh, puppy. It's a good thing we don't do this with blindfolds on because we're like, oh, someone else is in the room. Someone else got in here. Alright. Uh, this song. Yeah. I do love this so much. I'm glad I discovered smoking pot before I listened to this song. <laughs> <laughs> really took it to the next level. Oh, although the lyrics are like kind of heavy-handed. Yeah, it's but gr- that's great. They're great, yeah. but it's also like, man, you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. animal? Which side of the glass you're on, man? Yeah. It is definitely his political rant, Trent. Yeah, and but oh shit, was this? And this was released in May 2005, so this was like immediately prior to storm season, Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. which destroyed a lot of New Orleans, yeah. probably his studio. And this has a weird crowd. Oh yeah. Once again. Controversial. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Um... I get what he's doing, but I don't like it. I feel like it kind of pulls me out of the trance I'm in of enjoying it. But, God, the nostalgia attached to this song is really heavy right now. It's, it's, I would say it's up there with, like, Mad World. Stop comparing everything to Mad World. It also sounds like a video game. Uh, It doesn't. It sounds like a video game. No, I mean... Sort of. No, it sounds like the end credits to a movie. The guitar kind of sounds like the Zora guitar in Zelda. Okay. Right, Zora? Yeah, the, right? the fish people? Yeah. yeah. They have a little... Right? Am I wrong? Oh, wait, wait. So when you're when you're in the Zora costume and you play yeah, the ocarina, yeah, yeah. you whip out a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you. All right. That's Majora's Mask. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. We found, we it. We did found it. common we found ground. ground. Majora's Mask is my favorite video game of all time. I feel, I feel like... Uh, the crowd, like it's not, it doesn't add anything to the song. It's more just there as like a shocking thing. Mm. Like, it uh-huh. just, it takes you out of the experience instead of bringing you more right. into it. Like, yeah. what is this live all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. But and it's one of the only moments, probably the only moment in the album where you wonder about Trent's artistic intention, like where it's not clear, or like, like he, is he trying to create an experience? Like, mm-hmm. or like is he putting us in his shoes that like we are Trent Reznor? Yeah, and this is what it's like walking out to a crowd every night. And this is what's going through your mind, you know? Everything's right where it belongs. I mean, it's really reassuring and beautiful, and it's almost like a lullaby in a way. Yeah. But then again, he's talking about security as a cage, you know? So when you feel comfortable in the routine and the comfort of the life you've built, you're trapped. You're in an illusion. In order to be comfortable, you have to believe the illusion. Yeah, this is a hell of a good song. Man. I love this too, the way it pulls it up. Oh, yeah. Getting in the trees. <laughs> Question. <laughs> there it is. I mean, it does add to the lyrics. Okay, it kind of sounds like the end of a 
Super Smash Brothers bout. <laughs> game! Falco! We did it. We talked about video games. Twice. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I'm proud of us. Also, if Falco wins, somebody fucked up. Yeah. Come on. Big time. Yeah. You don't let that happen. If there was a fox on the field, it should have been fox. Yeah, handles. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, men. I'm just like, oh, a fox, you're so cute. Oh, he's like, shoot it. Um, so I think we should hear this lady theory before we go into the final song. Ooh. Wait, this is the final song, babe. No, no it's home. not. Uh, yeah. Every time. B-side, B-side. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think he's taking a literal, mythical <coughs> translation of heroin. Mm. Oh my god. The black mistress. Yeah. Heroin no. is a mythical female figure. I thought it was a real lady. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but... <laughs> Whenever a rock musician is singing about a woman, it's heroin. Yeah. And whenever a rock musician is singing about heroin, it's also heroin. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a lady. I was going to be like, that makes Spoon Man very confused. Spoon yeah. Man. Yeah. Different. Save me all. Different doesn't even really cover it. It's a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. This, fun fact. Preview copies for this song had it labeled Cages. But then they decided once again, oh god, this right here. <laughs> Very closer. Yeah. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's the thirteenth track on the two thousand five release with Teeth. So it was originally titled Cages, and it's unknown whether that was a working title or an anti piracy measure. Hmm. So, so here we are again. So they know who here we are again because yeah. they had a cages yeah. instead of a. Well, if you mm. download this song, we're gonna put you in a cage because you didn't pay a dollar ninety nine to download it on iTunes and then yeah. only use it on allowed devices on your account. Yeah. I mean, can we agree Apple is the Hitler of music? Yeah. Well, didn't <laughs> when did he become the creative? Oh, he's right now the creative. CEO of yeah. Apple yeah. Music. CCO. Yeah. Chief creative. What does that mean? Fucking that means Chief that he's the one who decides. It means he gets a lot of money to say, "I'm against piracy." Use iTunes. Well, he's probably in charge of all the music programs and, and video and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, I mean, he might be scouting out. Like, I think does Apple have like? A, I mean, not Apple Records like the Beatles, but does App, does iTunes actually make music? Like Netflix, make they movies? they don't make music, but they do court musicians and help them with stuff. Like, if you've ever looked at a an album and it says mastered for iTunes, it's because uh-huh. Apple helped pay for some of the production. Mm-hmm. So okay. They if are doing that. They I don't are, think it's pure evil. Yeah, and if someone's if, if a band is making an album and Trent Reznor shows up and says, "Hey, let's put this on iTunes," that's a that's a strong card to play to get mm-hmm. someone to come on. No down. one's gonna call him a sellout for that. Yeah, I will, but <laughs> but I'll be wrong. But so now what we're gonna do is we're going to listen to a song on YouTube the way okay. Trent Reznor doesn't want us to do. I was just gonna say that I think. <laughs> Based on his experience before the album and everything that happened with his manager, I think where he is now is a direct relationship to that. Yeah. Because he was he was the creative guy who was had nothing to do with money. He had nothing to do with any of that stuff. He was just, I'm going to create things. I'm going to sit in my room and I'm going to make something beautiful. And then all of that got stripped away from him. So he had to become a businessman. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he did it the way an addict does things, mm. by going all the way. Yeah. That's extremely profound. Yeah. And now he is 100% a businessman. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So I think I think it's all because of what happened to him. If if that whole sh- debacle hadn't gone through, hmm. he wouldn't be the C. I think, yeah, honestly, like, I learned about that uh, yesterday. Um, I mean, I knew he and John Mom had had it out, but I didn't know that it, like, jeopardized his entire artistic future. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap. I I didn't know that at all. Nine Inch Nails almost died. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that definitely left as deep a scar on him as, like, other experiences in his life. Like, it especially changed the way that he approached music. You know, like, he knew that the guy who had been with him since Exotic Birds... Fuck! Like, screwing him. Like, oh, like twenty, almost twenty years. He was working with this manager, and he was just like, "By the way, Trent, right there, buddy." Yeah. Like, holy shit! So I can see how that it, it, it I don't think it totally made Trent into the Grinch, but <laughs> I think it pushed him in that direction. Yeah, and he he sort of learned to look out for himself and to sort of stop trusting people yeah. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> Because, yeah, like, like now, now he's in the studio all alone. He's just like, all right, yeah. Yeah. might have made him a little paranoid. Which might be good because it also led to year zero because he became, you know, disgusted with capitalism. And then after Hurricane Katrina became disgusted. We'll with get there. Corruption, politics. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's, who's never dealt with money before and now you have to. Right. And you're looking at capitalism and democracy and... It just it put it all in his face and mm-hmm. changed his trajectory. Like, I hate this so much. I just mm-hmm. want to record stupid songs with my little Casio synthesizer. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> was that that's what so, I guess? So, so, yeah. Yes, it, yes, it was. <laughs> just roll with it. Um, How many episodes have we recorded, Claire? And this still surprises you. Um. Fuck. Um, I mean, you all thought that it was his voice, but as a guest on the show, <laughs> he does have a soundboard right there. It's just that he recorded all of his own voice, yeah. and he presses a button, right. and it comes out. It goes up. It almost feels like only is seems like it's almost a... Down in it too because he almost like raps a lot of the lyrics. Hey, 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 and well, you might say I'm losing focus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, that was, that was one of the few notes I made <laughs> on, on the car ride home when I was streaming this on YouTube. <laughs> Suck my dick, Trent. No, no. Don't. I'm sorry, Trent. I love you. We love him. <laughs> <Shia>. <laughs> my You've had one beer and you're just getting all buck wild. No, it's <laughs> just Suck I, my dick, Trent. Well, I mean, God. I mean, as if Trent has never said such things before. I know, but we love him. Hang on, I need, this a, I need, a, a, podcast a, I need about... a sound clip. Okay. About love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, let's do a quick compare to Bjork. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you in... have the sound clip for that? Or should we just drop it in? <laughs> Compared to Bjork. Okay. Um, <laughs> in 2000. <laughs> Stop. I can't if you, if you can. <laughs> okay. Um, in 2004, Bjork released Medulla, which mm-hmm. was um, an album that took her music in a completely different direction. Um, it's almost entirely vocally based. So even the instruments in the album were like generated by the human like voice box. Uh-huh. Um, so she worked with like beatboxers. She wrote with like a throat singer. You know, people who go like, mm-hmm. Oi. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You know that one. Um, <laughs> Japanese beatboxer Dokaka, um, Dokaka. Um, avant rocker Mike Patton. Okay, does Mike Patton get to write his own descriptors? <laughs> right. Avant rocker, 
That seems like what he would love to call himself. Get him, get out. I mean, he's great. He's yeah, great. He's one of the best, like, rock vocalists out there. But, um, so yeah, she, uh, this was not her, her, um, best charting album ever. It was a different creative direction, so we can see some similarity there. Mm-hmm. But I think we're sort of approaching the point where, like, their lives start to, I mean, there's been moments, I think their fates are intertwined. Mm-hmm. They're not identical, mm-hmm. Trent and Bjork. Mm-hmm. But I think we're sort of past the ideal point where they could have met. And, and made babies. Could have, could have been the greatest musical uh, couple uh, in, in human history. Can you just imagine? I think someone traveled back in time and stopped them from meeting to prevent that from happening. Because they just create like the most inspirational, emotionally deep and yet danceable tracks. Can you imagine the burden of that person, too? They're and like, okay, am I going to stop Bjork and Trent, or am I going to kill Hitler? Well, I mean, it's a little-known fact that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and oh, its yeah. sequel are based on the fact that people went back and stopped Trent Reznor and Bjork from meeting. <laughs> Did Hitler stop them? Oh, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler, who is Apple Music. Well, this got too nerdy even for me. Yeah. What nerdy? <laughs> what's, what's nerdy about Hitler? Hitler's I like don't the remember least Bill nerdy. and Ted very well. Oh, okay. I was very high the last so their, time. Their excellent, ad, their excellent adventure is when they had to do a book report. They mm-hmm. had, they had, yeah. this, they had to save, <laughs> save themselves from going to like military school. Yeah. They couldn't flunk out, so they had to. So they traveled in a magic phone booth. You're going to think I'm lying to you. No, they I know tra- the movies. I've seen the movies. <laughs> they travel in a magic phone. I just smoked a lot of weed back with then. George Carlin. Yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Napoleon went to a water park. Yeah, that, that, I still can't. Oh, believe, yeah, 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 yeah. I still can't believe that was a thing. Yeah, like when I look back on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and it's like they had a budget of like ten million dollars. Someone looked at this script and was like, "Yes, let's do it." God I bless cannot him. believe it. Yeah. Like, Actually, yeah, let's send Napoleon to a water park called Waterloo. It's called Waterloo because um, let's lived, have Genghis Khan near blow a, up a sports store. I live near a city called Waterloo. In in Wisconsin? Yeah, it's a garbage place. Don't go there. I mean, I already said it was for Wisconsin. Whoa! Hey, hey, Burnt. hey! Whoa! Mr. NorCal thinks he's Burn. the greatest. <laughs> 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 yeah, NorCal's garbage, too. Um, yeah. Don't go to San Francisco. Don't believe the lies. <laughs> it's way too expensive. I mean, it's not only that. Like, people build it up to be this artistic haven, but it's like nobody creative can live there anymore unless they have a job at Twitter or Google. Yeah. Or yeah. Or I mean, like, like and a lot, I'll give it to you, a lot of Wisconsin's garbage, but we do have cheese, and we do have murderers. San Francisco does have good bread and seafood. And probably, I think there were some good Bay Area murderers. Oh, sure. oh uh, fucking, uh, fucking... I mean, Richard Ramirez uh, was up there uh, for a while. Yes, he got caught in... Oh, fuck, where did he get caught? He got caught, I this think... This is why this is not our true Down in... <laughs> I think he got caught in L.A., but... Um, he got chased through the streets of San Francisco. Oh, it was San Francisco that he got caught? I thought he went up for a while and then came back, and that's when they caught him. All right, fuck it. Anyway, <laughs> listen to last podcast on left. They know a lot more than we do. Oh shit. <laughs> this is really good. Just wait. There is 
real? <laughs> wow, this is really good. I think you were drunk the night I made you listen to this. I'm never drunk. <laughs> Enough. I don't mind that we're just making you listen to a song at this point. Yeah. It's the first time I've heard it. No shit. Did you, did you know about it and save it? I had no idea. Wow. Is this a soundtrack or something? <laughs> no. Fuck. You can turn it down just a couple times. Couple clicks, couple clicks. Our guest is now in charge of the audio. DJ Scoop. <laughs> So this song is on the Japanese release uh, with Dave. And it was also given away as like early pre-order. If you ordered it like before it came out, they gave you the, a B-side yeah. that didn't come out with the normal, normal one. Which um, I don't understand. Yeah, why, this song is fucking perfect. Why hide this song? I'm really surprised. When I saw them play in 2009 at the Ninja Tour, they opened with this. And Holy I fucking moly. cried. I just stood there and cried. Like the only first, like a light just shines on Robin Fink, and he's just like me for a while, and I was just like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> it was pretty great. It's really, really good. And again, like huge emphasis on percussion as an instrument. Yeah, it would, it would be right at home on with Atitha. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised it's not there. Okay. Maybe he loved it so much, he just couldn't expose it to the capitalist scheme of his marketing campaign for Wichita. Well, and which, like, which by the way was everywhere. Yeah. Did you, you, you I saw you, you saw all the commercials. Yeah. Fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And they kept dropping the mic. Mm -hmm. My frustration with this song not being on the album is also similar to my frustration with the song. We'll talk about it when we get to 2009, but the song Non-Entity. Is not on is an album it? anywhere. Oh, that's it. Damn. How oh. long is that? <laughs> it's three minutes and 16, 16 seconds. seconds. Pretty standard. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't just slap it on there. Yeah. Or even it's release a it as song. a. But I mean, we're listening to it now, so how, you know, how much of a deep cut is it? However, it was denied me for so many years. I mean, both of you know, have known about this album since it's existed, and neither yep. of you knew about this song yeah. until now. I had no idea. Yeah. So. Whew. And it's one of my favorites, like, top five favorite Nine Inch Nails songs, easily. With a Tifa. And there it was. Another was album, it. and that's the thing, is like, this is an album that you can actually digest in a single sitting, because yeah, it has, it has a really specific sound, it has, it has really clear targets of what he's trying to sing about, mm -hmm. and it's, I don't feel overwhelmed. Like, if I listen to The Fragile, I would need to like, lie down and think about things for a very long time. But the thing is, eh, no problem. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, popcorn. I just tried to do a search on iTunes for the song we just listened to, and it's not on there. Yeah, it's not on Spotify. You either. can't buy it on iTunes. Yeah, <coughs> where he, which I believe is an, uh, a 
Macintosh Computers product. <laughs> and uh, it's where uh, Rent Tresner works. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a little that, strange. I think you can still be a musician and a chief... Can you still be a musician and a chief creative officer for... I don't know. Music? I don't know what contract he signed. Right. Because there, there are companies where if you, you know, had this wonderful creative endeav- endeavor known as Trent Talk mm-hmm. and you worked for a certain type of company, they could ask you to stop doing the podcast yeah. when you started working there. Like, that is a thing that exists now mm-hmm. because they, they want to be able to control what you as an employee put out into the world. So what did he have to sign when he became that, you know? I don't know. It's a little inside baseball, but a friend of mine got <laughs> hired to be... This is weird. He got, he got hired to be the Finnish translator for Siri. Um, <laughs> and he got paid ridiculous money for it. Yeah. Because he was the one guy who really knew how to use an iPhone and spoke Finnish. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. But yeah, like the Apple interview, even at the highest levels, they just put an iPhone in front of you and they say, like, show us how to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they want you to be, like, a super pro at yeah. using their... Which is strange because, like, Apple products are so easy to use for idiots, mm-hmm. but then, like, to actually do anything sophisticated with them, you have to be a wizard. Yeah, you need to know what you're doing. There's, like, such a barrier between, like, regular consumer and mm-hmm. genius bar! Yeah. yeah. Why? Why, Apple? Hmm. Why? 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 Crazy. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the album? I liked it. I, it's, How many it's teeth one of those out, of, things. out of 26? Out of 26 oh. teeth. Isn't it, did like, 28? 20? I don't know. I thought it was 28. And there, there are 13 songs, so there's like two teeth per song. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh, my so God. Some Maybe song... that's why Home's not on there. He wanted to equal <laughs> wait, the amount of one, wait, one on. top or bottom teeth. We can, we can do this. All the Love in the World. I think that's a two teeth song. Yeah. Know what you are. Zero teeth. Zero. Well, I'm going to go one tooth. I don't like it at all. I hate it. Collector, zero teeth. Zero teeth. <laughs> yeah. Negative teeth. And that feeds one tooth? Ugh. Two teeth? Ugh. Can I get you to go two teeth? You can give me to give you one tooth. Okay. One tooth it is. One and a half. Love is not enough. <laughs> one tooth and one tooth with a cavity. Uh, love is not enough. Two teeth. Okay. Every day is exactly the same. Solid two teeth. Solid two, like really good molars. Mol- okay, I was going to say. I was going to say. What are these ones? Incisors? Incisors. Yep. I, yeah, I would they, say that's almost. Cut. With the teeth, uh, I would say with the teeth, uh, two incisors. Two incisors. Yeah. Yeah. Only one tooth? One no. like weird crook or like yeah. the weird yellow tooth. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's Wait. coming in sideways. <laughs> it's, it's got a crown. It's like the yellow tooth from like the aunt who smokes too much. Um, only. Root canal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Getting smaller. Impacted molar. <laughs> Some... It's going to have to be taken out. Yeah. For sure. Get it out. Yeah. And just take out like, the two sch- around schedule it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Schedule take out the other two. Now. <laughs> just in case. The yellow one. Take out the yellow one. <laughs> Sunspots, two teeth. Two teeth. Line that begins to blur, two teeth. Two mm-hmm. very good teeth. Mm-hmm. Beside you in time, two teeth. Two yeah. teeth with like gold crowns. Right where it belongs. <laughs> the two, two front teeth. Two front teeth. <laughs> Strong right in the middle. <laughs> yeah. All right, and there you have it. Home. So, Home are the, 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 the wisdom teeth that never came in, but they're there. They're there. Um, they're there <laughs> yeah. and they're strong. Yeah. But you don't know they're there. Like yeah. healthy, yeah, healthy wisdom teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I have. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you have them until you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think <laughs> I wasn't keeping track of that at all. But I'm gonna say this <laughs> album comes out with about 18 teeth. Yeah, it's, it's on the stronger side. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I forgot it and just listened to it in the last two days. 
you were staunchly get it. Yeah. But I think I think you're coming out four. I know more than again. This album changes you. It does. Like, and that's the thing is like I went, the last... I went from loving it to being like God fucking like once I understood Trent Reznor's whole thing, it was like why did he make this? But coming back to it now, eighteen teeth. And and how do you feel about the songs when he's talking to her, knowing that it's heroin? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I always kind of assumed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, coming from listening, like, I listened to a lot of grunge, so her, to me, has always seemed like not a drug Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do hate on all the songs I dislike more than I hate on most of his songs. That's why we gave them, like, oral surgery ratings. But, like, yeah, they're gonna, they should be removed. <laughs> 10, through, 10 through 13 plus home. Just knocks it out of the park. Yeah, it ends really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking mm-hmm. a. Like he could have just done all the love in the world, and then those four songs <laughs> released it as broken to. I like two. every day is exactly the same though. Oh yeah. wait, I, and you have to like that song because we're going to be talking about it a lot next week. As shitty and corny as uh, Nine Inch Nails remix names can be, mm-hmm. he never, never delved into doing like shitty plays on words with teeth. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know how there was broken and fixed mm-hmm. uh, further down with Spiral. Not really a play on words, but, you know, yeah, the same kinda. ballpark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he never did, like, with cavities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> with roots. Out. Now we're going back teeth. to the roots. I mean, without teeth. Like, yeah. Right, sorry. Without never teeth. went down the easy route. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Trent. So I had a blast recording this. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah. Check out um, Nerd's Eye View. Check out Trent Talk Pod at Trent Talk Pod. <laughs> Stop it with this hand that feeds thing. With the teeth is how he was bitten. Hit me. Um, yep, that's about it. Um, I had the whole soundboard pulled up. No, I, good. I, re- I refrained. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about that Brexit? No. All right. No. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> listen to Nerd's Eye View on the Ben View Network. Find Trent Talk at Trent Talk Pod and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Send us a Gmail or a carrier pigeon, TrentTalkPod at gmail.com. If you rate and review us on iTunes, we'll sing you a song. That offer is still good. So fucking do it. And we'll, you can even like say any garbage thing you want to say as long as you give us five <laughs> stars. Seriously, I don't care. Those, say literally anything to us. Just give us five stars. Those are the only ones that count, right? Five or yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah, and you can write a short story about geese. Yeah, let me hear about how you cook your goose on iTunes with a five star rating, and I will we'll sing you a song. That's a what with we the, for the geese. Other thing. That's what we sang for. The, that's what we're doing for the other. Thing. Right. That's what I'm saying. With the geese. So yeah, do it. Do it. Nine inch. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said it. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.